Hello, hello, hello there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And happy 2020 to you. (laughs) Happy New Year. I am so excited to be back with you in the year 2020. We made it, (laughs) y'all. We made it to 2020. And I am so excited. And I am even more excited to be back after a two week vacation from the podcast. I was not taking a long hiatus, guys. I was not abandoning the podcast again. Um, (laughs) I, I don't really like to say I abandoned it before, but I guess I kind of did. I guess you have to own your stuff and I'm owning my stuff, (laughs) but I am back. I am excited to be back with a new episode of Smart Mouth Scorpio podcast. (laughs) If you remember at the end of last year, I left you with a challenge, a challenge to change your thinking and to read a few books that I put on episode 31 and 32. I know you probably haven't had time to get the books and all that good stuff. And if you have gotten the books, you probably haven't read them or read them all anyway. And that's okay. It's a work in progress. What I'm asking us to do is to continue to get better and to challenge ourselves in ways that we have not challenged ourselves before. To challenge old habits, old way of thinking, old ways of doing things so we can get better and grow and meet these goals that we have in 2020. If your 2019 wasn't that great, no worries. You have a 2020, you're in 2020 now and you have a chance to do better or to make things better and to achieve some goals. I am so excited to be in 2020 to achieve some goals, to work on some things. And I think we can do them together. (laughs) Y'all better be glad that I can't sing seriously because I would be singing all the time. I would sing entire podcast episodes if I could, but I know my limitations, which I think is a great thing. I think you should know yourself and know your limitations. And I know that I can't hold a note and I am tone deaf. So I am not going to hurt you guys' ears like that. I'm I'm just not going to do it. I am working on being more compassionate and more kind that's what I'm doing and so in the spirit of being compassionate and kind I am showing concern for your ears and not going to sing in this microphone how about that (laughs) but no you guys I seriously am want I seriously do want to encourage you if you have not to write some goals not resolutions That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about goals. I'm talking about things that you want to do this year, things that you want to um, see come to fruition, whether it's a new job, a promotion, a pay increase, um, start a business, start a podcast, read a few books, take some trips, clean up that closet, um, lay new tile, redecorate, renovate, uh, reconnect with someone, start therapy, whatever the case is, I want you to write down some goals. Even if it's just one big goal, write it down. Look at it every day. 
think about it. Look at it when you wake up. Look at it when you go to sleep. Look at it when you have a, a, a free moment to remind yourself what you really want to do so you are motivated to work on it every day even if it's just a little thing I I what I want I want for you what I want for myself overall I want us all to be happy fulfilled have peace have joy just be kind I want that for all of us so I'm wishing that for you I'm sending those vibes for you and I think we can do all of those things and achieve those goals that we want in 2020 and so we're going to continue to talk about it we're going to continue to grow in it and speaking of goals I had a goal this year of starting a new podcast this year continuing this podcast and revamping a um another podcast that I had, which was the fixed pod, which I had around the same time that I had this podcast before I took the hiatus from this podcast. It's called the fixed pod with a Y T H E F Y X P O D the fixed podcast. And it was hosted on SoundCloud. Now it is hosted on anchor and Spotify. I have revamped the podcast and it is live um, so that I, I am working on goals. I'm so happy because I achieved that goal. I started now it's not perfect but I started and that's the thing I don't want us to get caught up in perfection and thinking we can't start things because it's not perfect because we don't have every piece of equipment because we can't pay for certain things or certain memberships or certain subscriptions but we can start small and work from there and it is okay so don't let anybody discourage you this year from doing something that you really want to do if you want to try it try it if you want to go for it go for it don't listen to the naysayers you will never know unless you try and I don't want us to have any regrets about not trying something because we were so concerned with what someone else had to say okay it's goals it's a stepping out on the things so that is one goal that I have met already this year and this is the second goal because I'm continuing with this podcast now the third now the other goal that of me um starting the new podcast I will make an announcement next week as to when that podcast will start because it is going to start whether it's solo or otherwise it's gonna happen do you understand what I'm saying so keep pushing don't get discouraged don't wallow in the doubt it is success time it is time to push yourself and to believe in yourself like you never have before okay we're gonna do this thing we're gonna do this thing in 2020 you hear me do you hear me <laughs> I hope you do and I hope you hear me loud and clear and so let's keep it moving in the spirit of reaching goals and just going out there let's keep it moving with this podcast while we get into our what's the word segment yep what's the word you're familiar with the segment and this segment of the podcast I will share with you with a word that I don't typically use or that I don't typically use here use in everyday vocabulary I will share with you the spelling of the word the meaning of the word and the kicker is I must try to use the word correctly in a sentence. Okay, you ready? Here we go. This week's word is mawkish. Yes, mawkish. Spelled M-A-W-K-I-S-H. Again, M-A-W-K-I-S-H. 
A-S-H. It is an adjective, meaning lacking flavor or having an unpleasant taste. It can also mean exaggeratedly or childishly emotional. Okay, and here's my attempt at using the word correctly in a sentence. Her attempt, her mawkish attempt at an apology was sad. Her mawkish attempt at an apology was sad. Mm, I hope I use it correctly. I'm sure you'll let me know. <laughs> let me know. I want to see you guys try to use the word in a sentence. Come on now. Interact with me a little bit on Twitter at Smart Mouth Scorp, Smart Mouth Scorp <laughs> on Twitter and use the hashtag what's the word and let me hear you use the word in a sentence correctly because I'm sure you guys have a way that was probably much more interesting than the way that I use the word. I'm sure you do. Let me know what you let, let me hear you use the word <laughs> or let me read. Let me read you using the word. How about that? I'm getting all tongue tied in 2020. I'm just so excited. I hope you're as excited. Let's keep it moving with this week's episode. How, how about that? Okay, y'all, we have come to the world happening segment. In this segment, I will share with you a few headlines or maybe a, maybe one headline, two headlines, however many headlines that I feel. <laughs> International, national news, cultural news, what have you. I will share with you a few key points from the article and where I found the article along with my commentary. Um, a lot has been happening over these last few weeks leading into the new year and in the new year. Um, we had... Uh, the the crisis with Iran and I call it a crisis because we were really it was really sketchy there for a minute and a lot happened and we had um one of our bases bombed in Iran and so um because of you know who (laughs) and so a lot has been happening and uh I'm sure you have kept up with it I'm sure you have probably seen it all over social media and all over the news and it is just sad and I am just prayerful right now um, because our country is in a position of it's very fragile. Our country is very fragile right now. So um, I will not be sharing an article about that this week. As things uh, go on into the new year, I will be sharing different articles than I was last year. And along the same, I I won't say different. It will be a little mix of both. And in the spirit of that, um, I have an art. I I wanted to use some other news sources as well that I wasn't using and utilizing before. Why or why not? I'm not sure. But we're going to be using some different sources along with some of the previous sources that we were using for news articles. And this week's news article came from thegrio.com. And the title of the article is Olympic athletes could be suspended if protesting occurs during Tokyo Games. And again, this article is found on the grill. Okay, let's jump into it with a few of the key points from the article, along with my commentary. Why don't we? (laughs) Okay, it says black athletes taking a knee or even holding up a fist in solidarity of their rights and injustices won't be seen at the 2020 Tokyo Games without a fine or suspension attached to it. On Thursday, 
this was like uh i think i found this article like a couple of weeks ago so it's pretty old it's, it's about a, a week and a half old let me say that the International Olympic Committee released, which is the IOC, released a three-page guideline for athletes participating in the, in the games that reiterates Rule 50 of the Olympic Charter. This rule explains just how athletes can protest in the 2020 Tokyo Games, according to CBS News. Okay, athletes are banned from protesting of any sort while on the field of play. Protesting is also banned in the Olympic Village. We believe that the example set we set by competing with the world's best while living in harmony in the Olympic Village is a uniquely positive message to send to an increasingly divided world. This is why it is important on both a personal and a global level, global level that we keep the venues, the Olympic Village, and the podium neutral and free from any form of political, religious, or ethnic demonstrations. That was a statement released by the IOC. Now, in 1968 Olympics Games, American sprinters Tommy Smith and John Carlos raised their fists in protest of racial discrimination in the U.S. They were subsequently suspended from the team. They became homeless and unemployed as a consequence. However, 51 years later, the duo was recently inducted into, into the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame. Now, as we know, in recent years, um, the, the NFL has taken a knee with the controversy surrounding um, Kaepernick, him not able being a, to obtain a job and things of those sorts. And so the article goes on to say the IOC said this implementation of rules, implementation of rules is so that the games can remain unified. I, my personal take is that this is a, this is an attempt to silence to silence all the things, all of the things that are going on in the world. And it's also an attempt to silence the, the people that the Olympics games in such profit off of, which are minority people or not, or people of color. I won't say minority people because this is depending on which region you come from, depending on if you're a minority or not. But in this country, the black athletes have a lot to protest about. Now, if they were planning to protest or not at the Olympics, I don't know. But is it also important to understand that other places that you go in the world don't have freedom of speech and freedom of protest? You can't voice your concerns in the same way that you can here in the U.S. And so I think it is important for us to know that when we go over to other places, it, it, it breeds a, a bigger conversation about the things we can and we cannot do as Americans, even black Americans going over to other places and other countries to respect the rules and cultures that they have in place over there. Although they may not be kind and although they may not be right and although they may not be as forgiving and um, have as much freedom, we must respect those rules. It's like going to someone else's home. You must respect the rules in their home. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, that is not to say that you can't protest in other ways, but this way of protesting is not accepted over there. And it is unfortunate. And I don't agree. 
But I do agree with being respectful and understanding that. Now, it is your choice to protest and say, as an athlete or whoever, if you're participating in things of this nature and they tell you you can't protest, it is your right to say, oh, no, I will not go. This is my protest. I'm protesting this way. And then on the flip side, you have you may have people that say, well, why should I? I've worked four years to be able to do this. I've I've worked out morning and night. I've sacrificed. I've done all these things to be able to make it to these games. And now I'm forced with being uh, having to choose whether I stand up for these human rights and these basic civil civil liberties, civil liberties, or not going to the game or not participating and competing is what and, and and meeting a goal that I have had for all of my life and I'm forced with these things either I suck it up and just and just compete or I don't or I go and I protest and then I and then I'm not awarded with my medals what what is it what do I do that is a heavy burden to bear and it is unfair but this is Tokyo's rules is in their country. And I don't necessarily think it's a Tokyo a Tokyo rule. Let me let me rephrase that. This is an IOC rule. Now, if it was influenced by the games being in Tokyo, I don't know. But this is an Olympic Committee rule. This isn't a Tokyo rule. So so let me backtrack on that. This is not a Tokyo rule. This is an IOC rule. So given that it's an IOC rule, an Olympic Committee rule. The Olympics have never been a place where they have encouraged um, fairness in the sense of civil liberties, human rights, things of that nature. It has always been you come to compete. That's strictly what you are here. You're an athlete. And my point still remains the same. As far as the athletes go, at the athletes go, they're forced with a, t- a difficult decision. Especially the ones that have that in mind and want to say something, want to stand up and want to protest and want to make a statement. They're forced with a difficult decision and it's unfair. And I think it sucks of the IOC to implement this. And it is my apology to Tokyo for blaming Tokyo for it. Um, But that still doesn't negate the fact that when you go over to other countries, you must respect their cultures and their rules and their laws. Okay. But this is the IOC's fault. And shame on you, IOC. Shame on you. And shame on the the Olympics for stripping... um, the athletes Tommy and um, John in 1968 for just holding up a fist and saying black power. Why, why whenever a black American says black power, it has to be or or we're for black empowerment, black, black, uh, black, uh, uh, black people rights or 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 a pride in self as a black american that is always seen as anti anti-white or anti something else no to say that i like i like i like a certain i, I like a, a a certain brand of water doesn't mean i dislike the other one or that, that that's not a good analogy but you get what i'm saying to say to have pride in self doesn't say that i dislike you because i have pride in myself 
essentially. It's insane. It's insane. It I, I don't understand and I don't want I don't want to be in that mindset where I'm understanding why people are so infuriated and threatened by people that just want to have pride in self and to be respected and just to be able to live as a human and have their rights respected. I don't understand it. But anyway, y'all, let's keep it moving. Let's move on to something else because I'm about to get pissed off in 2020 already. And I'm sure that I will because there are more things that will continue to happen this year that we will need to talk about. But my my concern is out to those that those athletes and good luck to you if you choose to compete, whether you choose to compete or not. Good luck to you. Um, and yeah. Okay, we have made it to one of my favorite segments of the podcast, the Smart Off podcast. In this section of the segment of the podcast, I talk about something that may be on my mind, something that I may have seen in the news, just something that's happening in general, just something that I want to voice my opinion about, okay? And sometimes it's just me smarting off. <laughs> in one of my um, earlier episodes of this podcast, um, I had a podcast t- uh, episode titled Toxic, Toxic People. And um, I want to touch back on that. And this time I want to talk about it in the sense of, are you the toxic person? And I say that because I hear people throwing, I see people, I hear and see people throwing around that term a lot. They're so toxic. That's a toxic relationship. You need to let go of that toxic person or he's toxic. I can't be in a relationship with him. She's toxic. They're toxic. My family's toxic. Sometimes have you ever taken the step back to say, if you, if you're continuing to have conflict with everybody, am I the toxic person? Am I not taking accountability for the things that I'm doing and the things that are happening to me and the way people that are treating me is the way that people are treating me is reflection of the way that I'm treating them. Are they mirroring the behavior to me that I'm mirroring to them? Or am I just being self-absorbed and being a toxic person and not, and wanting everything to go my way? I think sometimes we like to throw around terms and project things on people when it's actually us that are doing that are that's damaging the relationships that we have or the potential relationships and friendships and familial relationships that we have. It is important to do self-work and to self-acknowledge. A few think a few questions that I would ask someone that is throwing around that term all the time is why is it always someone else's fault? Do do we tend to take a minute when friendships, relationships, or whatever end or go through breakups or um take breaks do we do the reflection to say what did I do how am I culpable in this are we always getting mad when when someone doesn't want to do what we do are we the person that's getting upset when we're not the center of attention are we being the manipulative one hmm you know sometimes people are manipulative and they don't know that they're manipulative could that be the case it's just that in this in this year 2020 i would like us to do the work to seriously do the work and sometimes doing the work is hard always blaming others for everything 
can't be the answer all the time. Sometimes we exhibit toxic behavior of immediately running when something doesn't go right or immediately cussing someone out when they do something we don't like or immediately giving someone the silent treatment, you know, or immediately cutting someone off immediately or not being able to communicate effectively or even trying to communicate, telling people, you should know how I feel or you should know how to treat people or you should do this or you should do that but never being able to take a look at self sometimes you can be the toxic person and sometimes you don't even know it but but it's okay to do the work to fix yourself to fix the behavior And I've seen that a lot where we just throw around the term toxic, 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 toxic. Sometimes it's not other people. It's you, sis. It's you, bruh. It's you. Sometimes it it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. I think sometimes we learn these terms and we just run with it. It sounds good and we just run with it. And we label everybody else as the one with the problem when sometimes we're the problem. Like I said, we're challenging our thinking. We're challenging our behaviors this year. We're getting better. That's just my two cents. Stop throwing around the term. Maybe look at yourself and figure out if it's you. Maybe you're the toxic person. I don't know. Hey, I just want to take a moment to say I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I would like to ask you to rate the podcast with five stars on whatever platform you happen to be listening to the podcast on to subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified whenever I upload um, episodes or maybe I may even upload a bonus episode here and there. You never know. Subscribe so you're in the loop all the time. Also, I would like you to share the episode, whether it's via social media, email, word of mouth. I don't care. Just share the episode. This kind of sounds like a YouTube, uh, you know, the little plug on YouTube. But either or, the message is still the same. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying it. And yeah, let's get back into the show. We have come to an important segment in the podcast that I like to call Read Me. The reason I call it so important is because I like to read and I think we learn a lot of information that way via reading. And this particular week's highlight for the Read Me segment is important in the sense that government, um, politics and things can be very confusing. And this day where we have um, impeachment and things of that nature happening, um, and just things that are so that are changing so frequently within the government appointments and things of that nature with elections happening and all of that. I think it is important that we all understand the processes in the U.S. government as U.S. citizens. So as such, I have a simple read. It's very straightforward that I'd like to share with you guys. Um, this week's book is Understanding American Government. From the Continental Congress to the Iowa Caucus, 
Everything You Need to Know About U.S. Politics by Kathleen Sears. I think it is a great read. It's very straightforward. It's not a lot of mumbo jumbo. It's a short little thick book, um, maybe about 200 pages or so. Um, It is a great read. It's pretty straightforward. It starts from the beginning to where we are now. And it, it talks about the impeachment process, elections, um, appointments, all of that stuff, um, local government, uh, the federal government, state government, um, judicial executive, all of that, all of that. I think it is a great read and it's about the book is about, I think I paid, I don't remember how much I paid for the book a while ago. I got it a while ago. I don't remember how much it was. Um, but I think you can find it on Amazon. I happened to get it at Barnes and Nobles. I know I probably could have paid cheaper on Amazon. But anyway, I think it's a great book for you to read. If you if you know about politics like I do, it's still a refresher because some things you will forget. And if you're not doing it every day, you'll forget some things. And for those that have never even delved into politics, I think it's a great book. Um, check it out. Um, again, the name is Understanding American Government from the Continental Congress to the Iowa Caucus. Everything you need to know about U.S. politics by by Kathleen Sears. Check it out. Let me know what you think. We are here. We are here to the throw it back segment. <laughs> if you remember last episode, I did not leave you with the throw it back trivia because I wanted to start the new year off fresh. So, and so this year I will be doing a little different with the throw it back um, trivia. This year, instead of giving you three clues where I'll just tell you three random clues about the um, movie that we're featuring, this year I will tell you when the movie is made, what year it was made, and then I will give you a quotable from the movie. And it is your job to tell me what movie it is. Now, mind you, these movies will typically be a majority black cast, a black produced or directed movie. Um, So... And it was created before the year 2005. So let's get into this week's Throw It Back trivia. This week's movie came out in 1992. 1992. I don't think I did this movie before. I hope not. I I didn't go back and check the vault. (laughs) My fault. But we're going to roll with it because I didn't do it this way last time. If I if I did it, I didn't do it this way. (laughs) So it's kind of new, but not new. (laughs) I hope I didn't feature this movie already. But if I did, please forgive me. It's still fun. But anyway, this movie came out in 1992. And the quotable is... Why don't you just tell her the truth? Tell her you're going to use her, then you're going to dump her just like you did me. Again, why don't you just tell her the truth? Tell her you're going to use her, then you're going to dump her just like you did me. (laughs) I tried to use attitude inflection and everything. Anyway, if you think you know the answer to this trivia, tweet the podcast at SmartMouthScorp, use the hashtag throwitback, and tell me what movie you think this is, okay? (laughs) All right then. 
All right, all right, all right, y'all. We have come to the end of this episode of the podcast. Let me say I have had a great time. I am glad to be back again. Happy 2020. Let's stick on top of those goals. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was entertaining for you, thought-provoking, learn something, all of that good stuff. If you have any questions for me, please email the podcast at smartmouthscorpiopodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at smartmouthscorp and on Instagram at smartmouthscorp. Let me know what you're thinking. Give me some feedback. Please don't forget to rate this podcast subscribe to this podcast and share this podcast again i'm so happy to be back tune back in next week for another episode of smart mouth scorpio podcast i have been scorpio november i have enjoyed you until next time beautiful people